Hello and welcome to this topical life. Today we have a very special guest who happens to be my most favorite girl in the whole world. Her name is Ruthie Murphy and she is my doctor. Hello. Hello. And um, we uh, are continuing the Teacher Appreciation Month and I thought, you know what? Let's have a student come on and talk about their life at school and how teachers have an impact on students, mm -hmm. how parents have an impact on students. Just, and just a student's perspective. A student's perspective. Okay. So, um, are you nervous right now? I am very nervous. You're very nervous. You're handling it very well. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very hard, but very exciting to share my story. Yes, let's hear your story, Ruthie. So, like, where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with my biggest struggle, which leads to many things. Okay. It's, it's called anxiety. Ugh, that word. And, yes, anxiety. Anxiety. So, I, I've had the most anxiety in third grade mm -hmm. because I've been through a lot. But, but I, I struggle most about anxiety is other people's feelings and how they affect me. I care too much about other people's feelings and not really my own feelings. I care too much about other people, but not me. And so how did you discover that? Well, I've always kind of knew that, mm -hmm. but, but it just, it, at, in kindergarten, it wasn't very hard mm -hmm. that much because I didn't really have to think of other people because they all looked happy. But then I started helping people more and more, but I didn't realize how much I was affecting myself. Right. So then as you got into third grade, what sort of things happened to you where you started to realize like, oh, I'm not feeling good here and that kind of stuff? Well, I, I've never been that aware of it until fourth grade. Okay. And I'm 10 right now. You're 10. So the reason I started realizing it a little bit is is because I got bullied mm. and I feel like it was because people used my kindness against against me right and so mm -hmm. that had you feeling anxiety because yeah I because I I couldn't stand up for myself because I didn't want to hurt their feelings but I never realized how much I was hurting my own feelings like, I just couldn't stand up for myself. I couldn't hurt them. Right. Because they're always such great people, but I don't know what's gotten to them, but they, but I didn't want to hurt them. Right. So you were like, and so I think what you're, you were struggling with is that you didn't like what was happening. It was affecting, it was starting to affect your bodily feelings, like you were feeling anxiety. Yeah, I, I didn't even want to go to school anymore, and I love school. You love school, and and those relationships were confusing. And how did the bullying kind of start? Like, what, okay, how did, because it kind of all kind of came together in a weird, like, multiple things at once. Well, I How was, did we sort all that out, really? I mean, I know how we are now, but, like, I thought that, Last year, it really started with tummy aches. That was the first... The first stage. The first stage of figuring out what was going on was all of a sudden tummy aches started happening. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And then... Uh, then it started with 
both like headaches a little bit because I got so confused about how to handle it but then it just started to just come to me I'm like I I been told that I'm very aware of when I'm when I'm not being assertive or when I'm feeling anxiety and but this I've always been on the first square but I've never stepped to the second square which means I've never really first I am aware but then I didn't actually do what I was thinking. Like, I wasn't, I knew I had to be assertive, but I didn't be assertive. I didn't listen to my thoughts. So, that's what you figured out in fourth grade, but in third grade it was more... No, I, I knew that in third grade. Oh, okay. I, I always knew that. You just didn't know how to get to point A to point B? Yeah. Right. So, this tummy ache started happening, headaches, and then... Um, you and I kind of sat down and started to figure out the relationship side of yeah, things. Yeah, we. I talked with my beautiful, amazing mom oh. very often. Yeah. And then she she was like my counselor. Of course, we had a counselor at school. Yeah. But she was like the one I felt comfortable speaking with. Right. And the person I, I knew I could trust. Right. I trusted you. Right. And you, she gave me these these books that could help me, like um, how to stand up for yourself, all about anxiety, like a girl's guide. A girl's guide. Mm-hmm. And it was it helped me, but it wasn't at the stage where it could help me. Right, like we were trying to figure out just tools that you could have to kind of maneuver some situations. Yeah. Right, and the bullying thing. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so just interrupt me when I'm saying this, okay? But, like, it seemed like it was not your typical bullying where you're, like, just... Getting physically hurt? Well, yeah, you weren't physically getting hurt, but it was just, like, it was bullying because it was some you telling them no and they kept kind of doing it? I I never said no. I couldn't. I couldn't even say that. Cause that's how weak I was. I couldn't say no. I couldn't say anything. I just, at first, I didn't actually know I was getting bullied. Because yeah. they didn't do it at the same time, same day. Like, they did it the, every day, but they didn't do it at the same time. Right. Like, once t- one time, I've been, I was, like, left out. I've been getting, I was getting ignored by them. And then they kind of stole my friend. Right. And then one time they say they said something about like me being being a double door ditcher. Double door ditcher. Like I ditched them. They said that you ditched them. Yeah, and I I didn't do anything wrong. I was busy and I wanted to play with them, but I couldn't. And then they then they called me that one of them, the main bully. There were only one. There was only one bully. Okay. Well. This is what I remember. I remember you... Okay, so it was three girls. We learned that... it was two girls. Right, two girls, but three included you because you're a part of that, right? Yeah. So we learned that three girls never work. Oh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. But that's rare. But it's rare. And, um, yeah, so anyone out there read Queen Bees and Wannabes, that was a reference that my mom gave me 
um, which really kind of helped me to see what these girls, I don't know. It's a good one. It's a good book out there. Um, anyway, so there was that. We had the those other American Girl books. Oh, my goodness. Those say all the words that you can't think of, which I loved. Yeah. Um, and that helps you and I kind of communicate, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it really helped me. I was very aware, but I wasn't fully developed aware in right. third grade. You just had all the feels. Yeah, so those American Girl books yeah. helped me to be more aware. Aware. Yeah, and me too. Those mm-hmm. those books, man. I, I felt like after reading them, I was like, I wasn't. I wasn't the only one inspired. My mom was. <laughs> yeah, too. we were inspired by American Girl, which I still love. American Girl dolls too. I, but. I read them today, actually, to help me solve my magical problems. Yeah. So okay, back to the situation so these two girls and well one of them you were friends with the other one you weren't really that close to but the one that you weren't close to was the one that was mean to you well I wanted to be friends with both of them but I when I was friends with one of them Uh the the person that I was always friends with and the reason I was getting bullied was because I was friends with them and I couldn't I knew I couldn't be with them be with that person mm-hmm. but I really badly wanted to because that person was someone I was very close to yeah even w- when it did not seem like I was I was actually cared about that person a lot and I I was so upset mostly because that person didn't do anything wrong but she wasn't a standbyer What's she, a stand buyer? A stand buyer is someone who like stands up for you in any way, like tells the teacher, be is nice to you. But but there's also a stand by a bystander mm-hmm. is where someone who watches it is automatically a stand a bystander. But they have to do something about the situation. If they don't, then they're a sta- bystander, not right. a stand buyer. Right. And. That person who was next to the boy and was always trying to be with that person was was a bystander, and I was so upset because no one ever, I knew so many people saw it, but they just, they, you know the typical bullying people do, usually people, when sometimes people bully can be pretty obvious, but mine wasn't obvious and so many people saw it, but they didn't even think about it being bullying. Even though you know, like that person did it in like private sometimes, but there is always one person. What was something that she did in private? Like what? Give me an example. Like like when no one was around, mm-hmm. it, but except for her friend, right? Who always was around and did nothing. Um, she like tell that person would tell me mean names or hurt my feelings in any way. All right. She gave me so much mental pain. Right. It was worse than physical pain. So that was that's really hard to hear as a parent, but um, <laughs> but I didn't go off on this chick. I acted very nice, you know, right? I mean, great supporter. Great supporter. That's all you can do is give your kid uh, the tools yeah. to. After this, I became I trusted my mom way more. Yeah. Well, you know. It definitely bonded us. I mean, yeah. I felt like I got to know you in a different light. But what I walked away from that experience, this is the thing I learned about Ruthie, is that 
what made it so hard for her to uh, finally stand up to the friend, not the bully, but the person who was actually the one she was trying to be friends with. Yeah, what I, what I did. You want to say what you did? Yeah. I, I gave her this letter, mm-hmm. and I said I knew how to break it, and I said... Break what? Well, break the bullying, because I knew why the bullying, the per- person who was bullying me was bullying me. Yeah. Because, and then I gave this letter, said, and, because I couldn't do it in person. I could not do it in person. <laughs> yeah, wait, this cat. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I put her outside and she came back. Okay, keep going. <laughs> well, anyways, so I gave this letter which said I could not be friends with you because I I knew I couldn't. I this came this happened to me the entire year. It was the entire year. And the full entire year. The first stage what my mom did was give me the books, then she practiced with me. Yeah. But then I actually gave the letter and then I heard that the person threw it away. Yeah. Right when she got she got home. And then, and then, anyways, I... Which, yeah. Yeah, then, <laughs> then I, then I was heartbroken for part of the summer, but then I started rising, but then I started rising my strength, and I'm actually very glad I got bullied. Yeah. I, because I got so much more assertive. I had so much more courage in my, in myself. I... I stood up for myself because of bullying it when no one would stand up for me. Right. I I was like felt like I was special more special. So what would you tell the parents whose kid might be struggling with bullying or just having a friendship Why? who's what no, what would you tell parents and kids out there like right now? Well what would you tell them like advice? When when for some- parents especially because I think well, I don't know. What okay. like what do you so think? So when when you or your child is hurting, you need to know that that there's always someone with you and you you in this moment you don't need to care about their feelings. You really need to care about yours more. Like you, they need to care about the they, person hurting more than their own. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't like it. But, like I try not to give advice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or not. Do I? I don't know. I mean, what you do you... gave me a lot of advice. I gave you a lot of advice, but when you were telling me things about the situation, was I giving you advice or was I listening? Which one? Both. Okay, both. What do you like, though? I liked how you would not blurt out and tell me, tell me exactly what to do. You'd be like, maybe you should do this. You gave me a lot of options. And you didn't make me struggle with the options and be like, oh, gosh, there's so many options. Which one is the best? You you gave me options that everything would lead to a good consequence. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I think from a parent perspective, it's when you're talking about something that's happening at school or in your life, it's easy for a parent to be like, want to just fix the problem, you know? Yeah, but you... The parent can't fix the problem. It has to be the child. The the bullier, the person yeah. who's bullying, will doesn't won't won't will won't listen to the parent. They have to listen to the child more, because they know they feel threatened and they f- then they understand what they did wrong. Yeah. And 
the reason I know the reason why people bully is because they have a struggle on their on their own. They're they're struggling a lot, mm-hmm. and it's not they're not doing it for fun, unless they're spoiled brats. Unless they're spoiled brats. <laughs> <laughs> unless they're really bored. They're just so yeah. You're, what you're saying is they're hurting. Yeah, they're hurting themselves. Like I know why the bully was bullying me. You do? Yeah, because they they were the new kid. Okay. And they didn't have any friends. They had one friend and they felt threatened that I was they that they I might be stealing her friend. But right. really I was trying to bond with that person too. Well, I see that just even sitting here talking with you that it's, I think the thing that you really feel empowered about is the fact that you were able to stand up for yourself and fight for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest, you're your own advocate. Because I, th- I thought all courage was lost when I was getting bullied for a second. What made you feel small? I felt, I felt like I couldn't, that God wasn't with me. Yeah. I felt like I was alone in the shadows and I had no one. But during this bullying process, when I almost lost my belief in God because uh-huh. he did nothing for me I felt like but he was actually doing a lot well, can you explain more what so, was happening for you so when I started when I got home from a day when I felt like I was lonely I had no one I was I was lost I had no friends that would help me I was I was crushed yeah. but my only my close friend couldn't help me because she was in a different grade than me right and so I had this dream I was dreaming about trolls. Trolls. And weirdo things. Yeah. But then then God came came into the dream and it wasn't just like googly eyes and everything. Right. He was actually telling me, I'm with you. I'm like I'm I'm real. I'm helping you. Oh. And I felt so much more empowered. I felt so much more special. I felt girl power. Yeah. And I first, at first, I thought I was just imagining it myself, but then I got talked to by my mom, my fam, yeah, and they said he he was speaking to me. Yes. So yeah. to this day, I think that he, when you think you're gonna lose hope of God and belief in God, for example, my mom yeah. had had when she was on a run, she started disbelieving God for a second. Mm-hmm. But then she accidentally took this picture, yeah. and it was of a cross. Yeah. He was showing, she, she, he was showing her, he's alive, he's with you, he cares about you, you're one of his own, you're with, you, he loves you with all his heart. He would, if he was your dad, he kind of is your dad. Yeah. He he does everything for you and for everybody. You're special. And then, I. I'm thinking, when you stop believe, believing in God, when when you did believe him and then you're starting not to, he'll do anything, literally anything he can to make you part of his family again. When you start dis, dis, disconnecting out of his family, he'll bring you back no matter how much it takes. He'll show you. He'll tell you. I'm with you. I I am not invisible, even though I kind of am. <laughs> right. he, I'm, I'm one. I'm your supporter. I, I'm your. I'm trustworthy. I, I'm your friend. I can help you. I can do anything. 
Just give me a problem and I can help you. Wow. You just, you are shining your bright light right now. It is like, whoop, Ruthie Marie. Holy moly, preach it, sister. Oh, this, this gave me a lot of energy. Yeah, do you feel that? I felt very, very strong about it. Yeah, I love hearing you talk about it. Yeah. I can tell that that's your, your it's heart. One of my passions. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to know? Well, okay, so... Well, I remember what's cool about that situation with the chick that you ended up having to write a letter to. Um, now you guys see each other and you're pretty decently good we're, friends. We're friends again, yeah. but... But you know, she you put a boundary up. I put a boundary. My mom's talked about... Um, she's crossing your line. Yeah. You can't let her cross your line. You have to you have to put the boundary and show her that this is my boundary. You can't go over it again. It's not weakened. It's stronger. Right. But also I've noticed like like you're so kind to her, you're so um you guys are on a good place, but I think it's you that set the boundary in your in your mind, like I'm not going to go in that direction and be that person who let her walk all over now me that, kind of thing. Now that Is I that know, true yeah, okay. now that I know that I got bullied, I knew how, and I knew how to become stronger. I knew how to, I, I knew how to handle myself after this. Before, I was too weak and too kind, just like my brothers say. Yeah, your brothers, <laughs> brothers. You are considered the sweetest person in the house. Yeah, and... I'm definitely surprised the <laughs> sweetest person in the world. Oh, yeah. And then, anyway, so I, I, when I was too kind, and but I was also, I had a huge blind spot that everyone knew. So I knew there was a big chance I could get bullied. But I thought everyone in the entire school was so kind, they wouldn't do that to me. Right. But, but someone did. Yeah. It happens. Well, that school does have a good community. There is a great community in that school. I've never, I've, I'm the only one that I know who has gotten bullied. Really? Yeah. I've heard some others, but I don't talk to you about that. Oh. Yeah. So, but, but generally though, I think you're right. I mean, yeah. I think that they're, they're, wait, okay, let's talk about the teachers in the school. Like, how do you feel supported there? I feel like I can trust anybody because they... Unlike some teachers, they're like, um, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, well, most teachers are great. Yeah. But, but you know, in the movies, some teachers are like, okay, class dismissed. They act like they don't even care about you. Yeah. But they, they do. The teachers at Willamette or just? Everyone. Yeah. Every teacher I, that I'm, I'm pretty sure that is very nice. Yeah. They, they're not just one random person. They're your friend. Yeah. Even though they're just someone who's teaching you and you barely know them at the start. They are they they help you. You have to know that they are part of your family and you can't let you can't you have to trust them. They're like your parents. Mm-hmm. And they're really they're they're important. So what are some things that whether Mr. Bombach or teachers in your past, like what are some things that you feel like they've taught you that help you to 
be a better learner, better person, you know, the whole thing? Well, there's this, well, the main teacher. The main teacher. To me is, I think, Mr. Bombach. Mm -hmm. Because that's where I used to not share my feelings at all. Sometimes mm -hmm. I still even don't. I might lie a little bit about my feelings. Yeah. And I, that's what I struggle about now. Because I usually hide my tears. I, ha I hide my fe feelings. But I feel like I trust Mr. Bombach a lot. Because mm -hmm. he kind of helped me find my power. But like in, in like second grade, first grade, and kindergarten, I didn't have any struggles. So I had no use to talk to them. Right. Because everything yeah. was perfect. Yeah. But then after third grade, I felt like I didn't know how to share my feelings because it was all messed up in my head. Yeah. But then I saw Mr. Baumbach, and I'm, I'm like, I found some courage to talk to him. Yeah. And my mom helped with that. She texted him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I, then he, he helped me find my strength, my mm -hmm. teachers in fourth grade. So it's been one of my best years because of that. And I loved it so much. I, lo I still love it so much. And, s for example, Mr. Sharp, our student teacher, who's our teacher right now, yeah. he, he helped us, he helped me find my, find my courage a lot to make more friends. Mm. And speaking of friends, <coughs> I've always had a lot of trouble making friends because I get so afraid of being rejected and be like, I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah. And I've gotten so scared. I'm like, maybe they don't want me. Maybe they don't really want to be my friend. Maybe I'm not the right person for them. And so I feel like I don't connect with many people. I'm not really friends with many people. Even though I know a lot of people, they're really nice to me. Mm -hmm. I don't really know if I'm friends with them. I I don't know who I'm friends with and not or not. Yeah. And I have a hard time having fun with friends because I feel like I feel like I focus on too much what they want to do, but I don't focus on what I want to do. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean that's a I mean you're explaining probably what a lot of people are going through and even adults. Believe it or not. Yeah, adults. Adults have problems like this, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think at your age, making friends. Remember how I told you about the chick who uh, gave me that best friend ring, and then she took her... Oh, no. That's so sad. <laughs> this story kills me still to this day. This is, like, my story about fourth grade. No, I love fourth grade. I loved fourth grade. Fourth, fourth grade. grade is the best. Yeah, it's great in the learning department. But there was a girl, so she's I can't I can't obviously name names, but I remember yeah. her. I know her name. I know both of their names. Yep, I still know the two people. I know everybody. Yeah. So the story follows is this: I became friends with this girl. She was so fun. We like we just had like the time of our life, like in class, outside of class, like. She was just my, my homie, right? And um, 
one cool little fact about her is that she had, I don't think I told you this, but she had iguanas in her house that had grown to be like four feet long or something crazy. Like, and, they, and I just remember like, I know, I remember seeing them like, like on plants in their house and wondering if that was an iguana. I mean, it was trippy really, but anyway, her house ruled and just being there, the environment was really cool. And, um, I just really enjoyed being with her. And then one day she came to school and she gave me, um, this, <laughs> this, gold dangle ring you know like if you're a child of the 80s you know what i'm talking about but or the 90s actually um it was a beef fry half heart neck or half heart ring and so i had the beef fry which was the best part like no one wanted to be the indie i whatever whatever the other half of beef fry is beef you know best friends okay it equals best friends but i had the beef fry one okay and i mean and it was a dangle heart on this ring. And I thought I had died and gone to heaven, right? And um, so I was wearing my ring. She was wearing her ring for like a couple, few weeks. And, and it then was magical. It was magical. And then the bomb dropped, which was she came to me and said, Hey, can I have that ring back? Because I want to give it to this other girl who was also in the class. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted so to sad. die. Like, I feel so bad. Die. And so I walk home from school. I remember just bawling my eyes out and just miserable for the rest of the year. Even, I mean, what? So, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, I don't No matters. Yeah. So, um, it, to me, I feel like most of the hard times mm -hmm. are in your childhood mm -hmm. because... I feel like kids have the hardest time because some kids are not aware of how much they're hurting others' feelings. And, like, others, like, she probably wasn't aware of them, like, didn't even know that she was hurting someone, you that much. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't oh, aware Oh, like the girl that gave me the ring? Yeah. Or the girl, okay. Like, she didn't know she was hurting me. Yeah. Right. Because it didn't sound like that she was, like, she wasn't sassy. It was like, I don't want to be friends with you. Can I give it to a different girl? Right. But she, she, she wasn't aware how much she was, you were in pain after that. Probably. Oh, right. Except that, you know, and that's, you know, thinking back, I'm like, I could have been just like, no, I'm not giving you the ring back. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ring. You could, you don't have to be my best friend, but I'm keeping the ring. No, I, there was really no way for me to stick up for myself, I feel like, in that, because it was just. I think. Because I think the kids have the most struggles because they're so insecure. Yeah. Because they say, people, I, my mom told me. Yeah. Well, Who's your mom? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that mom of yours? That yeah. beautiful mom. Yeah. So, she told me that people get insecure and they say, sometimes they say like dumb things, mm -hmm. but it's only because they try to fit in. Like, right. like for this example, this one time, I said I'm gonna run a 5k on on Wednesday tomorrow, and and when we're done, I'm gonna get juice. And then they're like, and they're like, why do you want to run a 5k? And it's because and I said, because I love juice. And then they're like, what? They like they're like sassy kind of what? Like yeah. what? Right. But they. I, my mom said that they absolutely knew what I was talking about. And I've, I've had a hard time with, with c talking.
because I don't know what to say, but but I've been told to to be yourself. That's and be confident. And that's what the best. That's how you survive in life. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty there, much. There's a lot of things that can destroy you. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that can save you. Yes. When the darkness brings you down, yeah. the light can bring you up. That's right. Living in the light. <laughs> well, I also want to talk about... Oh, what else do you want to talk about? I want to talk about how I've, how my family life, because I've talked about a oh, lot of... Oh, boy. Oh, no. My Here comes the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> my brothers. Oh, you want to talk about your brothers? I want to talk about my brothers. I care about them a lot. Yeah. And I... I have one older brother named Joey. Yes. Joseph is his real name, but yeah. Joey. They call him Joey. Joey. And he is 13. Mm-hmm. And he, I know he cares about me a lot. I'm closer to him because she's only three years older than me. And I have a younger brother who's six and is five years old, younger than me. Yes. And it's some torturous. <laughs> it's hard. It, it's hard being the only girl. Mm-hmm. And at least I get my own room. <laughs> yes, you got your own room. And I feel like I've had this hard time. That's like kind of like bullying my parents. I call it. She calls it. I that you bully me. Yeah, like I won't take no as an answer. Like if they're like, "Can I have a cookie?" and then you're like, "No," and then I keep saying, "Can I have a cookie?" and then you're like, "No," and I'm like, "Mom, I want a cookie," <laughs> and then you're like, "Stop bullying me," and it. It's not hurting me as much now because I'm aware that I'm hurting her. So I start to think, oh, I should stop because I'm doing the wrong thing. She she helps me be aware that I'm that she does not like it. I don't like being pushed around. Yeah, she's like she keeps saying stop. Don't you can't do this. Right. Are you talking about me, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, who is this girl we're talking about? You must be talking about your mom. I'm your mom. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. well, anyway. Well, you know, as this family, I know that you, she is a hardcore family pulled together. Let's go do something together. Let's yeah. go... On a hike, or let's go. Yeah. I I want the fun. I don't. Some sometimes my brothers want like. Oh, my younger brother is named Tobin. Yeah. So sometimes they just want to go on screens and everything. Go into the um not the re- reality. They want to go into like. Is it called virtual reality? Well, they let's just screen screen reality. Yeah, the screen stuff. Screen, <laughs> but but I want real fun. Yeah, you've always been like that. You're. I don't want to be a couch potato. Correct. I don't because whenever I watch screen, sometimes it affects me big time. Like I start watching gotcha videos, which is like this anime. Yeah. Animations. Right. So on YouTube, there's cause it's. A little bit like reading, but not. It's not as good as reading. Okay. And I love it so much. It's awesome, but sometimes it can affect me. Like uh, how so? Like it can affect. There's boy makes stuff. You, it makes you. What? There's 
There's boyfriends and girlfriends. Oh, there is? Wait, have I seen this? <laughs> I have not. No. <laughs> I mean, is it cartoon? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... Can't be that. Kind of. <laughs> like, you're so hot. Really? Okay. So, well, gotcha videos. And, and they're on YouTube? Yeah. I thought you stopped watching YouTube. No. Okay, well, <laughs> you told me that YouTube was making you feel kind of icky. It so. does! But when it's all gotcha, I found the live. That's right, because you're, it's keeping you drawing, right? Yeah, it, I. But I sometimes I don't I don't watch the gamer videos and those kind of videos, which which is the kind of videos that make me feel saggy because I'm like, um, there's these videos sometimes when people go to Disneyland and Legoland, which I've never gone at, mm-hmm. and and then makes you want things that I just like. I'm like, I want to go out there so badly. I get so jealous. Yeah. But I know I can't do it because we won't have enough money. Right. We, we just can't. Right. And I, so it just makes you feel like, is it FOMO? Yeah. Fear, FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah. Fear of missing out. And then you f- I, you, I feel, I'm not that much of it. I feel a little bit because I'm like, I want to do that. I won't, and then it makes me feel thirst to go outside. Yeah. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to go outside. I want to have fun with my siblings. But I sometimes, I just don't, I really just don't want to go outside by myself. I want to be with my siblings so I can go on their trampoline, their swing. Right. And those are when my best times in life come. Yeah. That's how I feel connected. Connected. That's an yeah. important word. <laughs> connected and I have been sad because of that because I feel like sometimes I can't do that do what go to Disneyland go on rides do things that other people do go to Hawaii yeah I'm like I want to do those things but I know we can't and it just makes me sad do you think like to help keep you from being sad what are the things that we do that no screen during the week only the weekends except for friday right that that hasn't quite happened all the time yeah we've slacked a little bit on that but (laughs) but we do it sometimes we do yeah we do yeah we do you know we have good quality tv yeah 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 well, anyways. So, what do you think helps you, like, in the times that you're like, oh, I want that, you know, you have the FOMO thing going on or whatever. You said, you just tell yourself, I want to go outside, I want to do something that's real. Like, something that you know yeah. you can tangibly do at this very moment. Yeah, but, well, I've told you this before. What? Um, when I want something yeah. that I know I can't have, I'm like, do I need it? And then I say, to my, tell myself. No. And then I say, do I want it? And I'm like, yes. But I know I'll forget about it. Oh, yeah, we have to, you have so to talk about that. That's I, when we were, like, at like, a store or something. Yeah, but it also happens when, when like, we go somewhere. Mm-hmm. If we want to go somewhere, I'm like, do I need it? No. Do I want it? Yes. Yeah. But then I tell myself, I'll just forget about it. I'll forget about it the next day. That's how I save so much money. <laughs> that's your that's your money saving strategy. My money saving st- strategy. Yeah. So, but 
I also yeah. think that some things I, even though I don't need, mm-hmm. I still can get. Mm-hmm. There's some things that I like, oh, I could use this for playing with my friends. Some things I'm like, yes, I'll get this. I'm happy. I'm excited. Yeah. And then I kind of get it. I do get it. But some but how I waste my money sometimes is I buy things for my brothers cuz I am that empathetic. Yes, you're an empath for sure. And so I buy things for them, but then when I realize like for example, I bought Hot Wheel cars, they're $3. Like yeah, like they were like 6 and it was like $3. Yeah. That I spent I spent my money on that. Yeah, you did. I got Joey the squishy ball. Mm-hmm. Good. Squishy, yeah. And then I I kind of got it for them. And I spent like $9. Nine of my precious yeah, dollars. that's a lot of money. And guess what? What? They didn't buy They didn't play with it. I don't even know where they are. They lost them. And they, they I'd never seen them play with them. Well, they, but I can tell you this, they, they feel like you love them. Yeah, I do love them, and. So you bought love. But they don't. <laughs> you I've, bought your. That's very expensive love. Yeah. And then I kind, I feel like they don't do these things for me. I'm like, why am I the only one? And I tr- tell myself, ask myself, ask God, I'm like, am I different? And then. Speaking of being different, that subject, I, I've been told I have like a spiritual gift. Yes, you do. It's like of empathy and everything that mm-hmm. I'm very kind in every way. But it's it's very fun because I I show my expressions and show my passion on gifts a mm-hmm. lot. I. I've I never make I never I will never buy a gift. You'll never buy. I'm one. always buying homemade gifts, making homemade yeah. gifts. <laughs> I can make I buying homemade gifts. I'm buying homemade <laughs> gifts. <laughs> so I'll I'll I will not buy supplies for it though. Right. I only buy it for I'll use I'll use the supplies I have at home. For example, I'm making something for my dad on on his birthday. Yes. So, and I'm not. I'm not gonna buy any supplies. I'm like, I have to take a lot of brainstorming. Mm-hmm. So what I do. So I'm making. I'm making him it, right now. Mm-hmm. Today, <laughs> not right now. I'm doing this right now. Yeah. So I'm, but I'm only using supplies I have at home. Right. Another example is I made these pencils from yeah. leftover surprise supplies Mm -hmm. from the Willamette Market, which is like a market where you can buy things. We raise money for a field trip. Yeah. The fourth and fifth graders. And then I I made these cool pencils, and I made the coolest pencils using a hot glue gun, puffballs, a pencil, and uh, pipe cleaners. Where is that hot glue gun? I don't know. Okay. I lost it. Hopefully not burning up somewhere. (laughs) No, I know I turned it off. Well, anyways, so I love, even though I'm very shy and don't talk often because I get so uncomfortable, I'm actually very, 
expressive with gifts. I'm like the best gift maker ever. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah. are. So like for example, on my mom on my mom's birthday or or was it Mother's Day? I don't know. And then I made her this display of her entire family. Yeah, that was pretty uh powerful. Yeah, even though it wasn't the best looking, it was actually shown a strong message. Yeah, we told you about that message, right? What message? The message that <laughs> God showed me through that letter. Oh, yeah. I told you that, right? Yeah. Do you remember? No. Well, anyway, okay. let's go back to the podcast. Okay. Okay, so, so back to the podcast. So you want to talk about what? I want to talk about uh, fear. It's, fear. I'm fine with sharing this because I have this huge, like, irrational fear that I will never be able to get rid of, of people getting injured or hurt, like a risk of oh. people getting hurt. Like, I'll, I can know if they, if it's a risk or not, because, for example, we, I went to girl, a Girls on the Run race, a 5K. Yes, you just completed, yay. So, and then on the way home, we were going to cross the road, and I, I imagined someone getting hurt or someone getting my loved one getting run over or something and it's like guys stop and then we shouldn't do this and I'm like but then we were safe luckily and it just scared me in case someone could get hurt but I would beat myself up no oh not really beat myself up right right. at all but like get mad at myself like if someone got hurt because I but then I knew would that God could help me through it right because he's a supporter of mine important to me so with like I know you talk about like mindfulness at school and stuff like does that what are some things that you feel like with the whole anxiety with friends anxiety with life and all that like how does that help you that or just like how do you feel what tools have you learned, like, at school or at home, like, just in your life that have helped you with, like, tools, actual tools? Well, my main tool that I've used a lot is called Cora Practice. It's where you take deep breaths mm-hmm. that Mr. Bombach showed me. Mm-hmm. is taking deep breaths in through your nose, closing your eyes, and then taking deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth slowly. And, like, people can lead you through it. There will be this bell that you ring. It's not like, it's like a vibration. Right. And you'll close your eyes and then you'll be aware. And then it'll like, if you hear a noise, then then don't pay attention. Just don't think about the past or the future. Think about the present. Focus on your deep breathing. Take three deep breaths together in through your nose and out through your mouth. So... Does that help you kind of... It helps It helps me calm down when I'm overreacting or in the red zone, which is like when you're scared, really surprised or scared, when you're mad, when you're really sad or something like that. Mm-hmm. It helps me go back to calm, relaxed, focused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with like the anxiety component with your life and um friendships and the way that you think and feel I think what's hard for you is Mm -hmm. that tell me if I'm wrong of course but like (laughs) 
that you're an empath in the sense that you feel so many feelings for other people, for yourself, for everything and everyone. I don't feel feelings for myself. You don't feel feelings for yourself? Well, I'm starting to a little more, but yeah. I focus on other people right. a lot. You, you focus on other people a lot. I, I have different feelings than other people. I I've don't feel selfish. I feel very selfless, but so selfless that I don't focus on myself right. in any way. I focus on how other people are feeling, and I counsel them. That's why I want to be a counselor when I grow up. You're going to be a counselor when you grow up. I focus on how other people are feeling. If they're in pain, that makes me in pain. Because I'm like, I could have done something. Do you think that it's important to love yourself in order to love others well? You need to... Well, I've been told that you need to care... You're your number one priority. Because if you can't help yourself, then how are you going to help other people? That stumped me big time. Yeah, so you are learning so, to love yourself yeah, more? Yeah, I'm supposed to, I'm learning to, to take care of myself more. Yeah, so by being core practice and being mindful of your thoughts. Mr. Bombach. Yeah, Mr. Bombach yeah, showed you. Yeah, he's helped me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I love seeing you f- form into your own person. Yeah. I'm glad to be your mom. Oh, thank you. You are the bomb. Dot com. <laughs> the bomb dot com. <laughs> well, um, I think we're gonna wrap up. Is there anything you wanna say? I love you guys. We love you. And um yeah, thank you, teachers, staff, thank you, friends, family. Thank you. Um, I want shout outs. Shout outs? Ooh, shout outs. I want to do shout outs. Okay, do shout, shout outs out. to my mom. Oh, well. Tiffany Marie Murphy. <laughs> I'm right here. And then shout outs to Brian Murphy, my dad, who yeah. has helped me and given me a sense of humor yeah. and made my looks perfect. So yeah. he's the cuter one, <laughs> which means I'd be the cuter. Yeah. And then my two brothers, even though they can be turds, they're also. Very great family and very sometimes very selfless. Yes. And shout out to my best friend Fleur Baker. And Fleur Baker. And her mom Nicole Baker. And Nicole, yes. Who is in one of these? All right. Well. And then wait. Well, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> shout out to. <laughs> shout out to Kevin Bombach. Kevin Bombach. Justine Lang. Justine Lang. One of my teachers. Yeah. Um. Stephanie Ryder. Stephanie, okay, did I have I mentioned that she wrote um, 51 nice letters to all the staff? So is this going to be 51 shout outs or what? No, no, okay, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so who else? Shout okay. outs to Justine Lang and. And especially, especially Boris Murphy. Boris is her cat. God bless his hairy soul. <laughs> Where he poops all over this house. Yeah, he does poop. Well, you know, he has a little bit of a peeing problem, but we're handling that. And then Lucy Murphy. Okay. She's struggling through kidney diabetes. Yeah, she's got diabetes. Okay, well, bye-bye. Okay, well, everybody, 
thank you for listening to this topical life and we hope that you have a wonderful week and uh, we will see you next time with a school counselor nicole geckoff and she's got a lot of cool stuff to say too so have a great week and we'll talk to you soon